Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. This is Ryan. And this is Lucas. We're back again, another episode. Today we're going to talk about being a good neighbor. <laughs> or a bad neighbor. Well, we'd prefer to be a good one. Yeah, you right? don't intend on being a bad one. It just, <laughs> you know, sometimes your guests do some things that make you look like not a very nice neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, e- even though that's not your fault, um, how do we have our neighbors saying, won't you be my neighbor? Um, well... First things first. Well, you're going to say what you're going to say, but I'm in a condo, so (laughs) neighbors, I'm in a vacation rental condos, obviously, so it it, it always blows my mind because you have people that buy into these condos to live in them knowing their rentals, like other units are rentals, Yeah. and so we have what's called like the the pro-rental people in our building and the anti-rental people. Well, the pro-rental people are the ones that rent it when they're not there. Correct. And the non-rental people are the ones that are trying to live out their twilight years yeah, but it, <laughs> in it, it peace also, and quiet. Yeah, but it blows my mind because where, where I do vent rentals in Daytona Beach, there's only like four buildings, right, that do weekly rentals. And there are a hundred buildings that don't do rentals at all. So it's like, why didn't you move into one of yeah, those why, buildings? Why would you live in a building that is mixed? And they constantly complain. Oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get sure. into it. I'm excited. <laughs> so personally, uh, my very first property that became a short-term rental instead of a long-term rental, um, the neighbor next door, and it happens to be a neighborhood of twin homes. So there's really only one neighbor with a common wall, um, but she's an absolute gem of a neighbor. Um, when I first got started, I, I didn't realize how dumb people were. Um, but being in the Airbnb business taught me very quickly how dumb people can be. And if you don't spell out explicitly every detail of how to check into the house, for instance, they'd end up at her doorstep. Um, so my check-in instructions, which I think we covered that in another episode. Didn't we talk about Yeah, we did. Yeah, automation. That's right. We talked about automation. So I, I literally have photos of the driveway that I took in the app during the check-in, which you get 20 photos, so don't be afraid to use them to, to help you be a good neighbor. And I, I drew a giant X over her door, and I said, do not go to this door. This person cannot help you if you're confused or otherwise disoriented. This is the door to go to. Yes, this door, you know. <laughs> and uh, I've had a lot of folks that checked in, and, and I've gotten feedback on it. They actually find it quite humorous, and they and they say to me, you know, I, I know that wouldn't be in there unless there was a problem. And I'm like, yes. it's, it's It might only be one out of every 30 people, but that's enough where i got to spell it out. I even had one person uh, completely across the street at a house that's a different... My house is, is uh, like a taupe, uh, sandy color. Uh, and, and the one kitty corner is, is yellow. It's the wrong side of the street even. It looks nothing like my house. And... uh I could see that uh, somebody was arriving, and I was kind of expecting their arrival for check-in. And I see this woman over there getting out of her car. She parks in the driveway, which is totally against the rules, too. And then she's just wheeling right up to their door. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that my guest? <laughs> sure enough, super nice neighbor who's also you know friendly with me. I'm, I'm really good about my neighborhood. Um, and he was just like, no, this is not what you're looking for. And he, I see him point over to the correct house, and I'm like, oh, my God. 
gosh. So grateful I have great neighbors. Now, that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, number one, all my neighbors in, in that neighborhood that I'm referring to, they, they know that that property is an STR and has, has a couple of listings in it uh, of different you know, variable uses. Um, as long as everybody knows it's a short-term rental, they kind of know what you're doing, um, they don't have any surprises, um, which you don't want. You don't want neighbors in that intimate setting where the house is right next to others, especially when they're twin homes for crying out loud, to where they're like, hey, you know, hey Ryan, uh, I've been noticing a lot of cars at your house. Um, what's going on? Like, it seems like there's a car there for like four days and then it's gone and then there's someone else. What's happening? You know, you got a lot of friends coming to town. Don't leave your neighbors wondering what in the world is happening at your property, okay? Spell it out for them. Tell them. A lot of people are just absolutely intrigued by it, okay? Because even though Airbnb is this massive worldwide company now, right? I mean, they're, they're publicly traded. They're in the news all the time. It shocks me how many people are not exposed to Airbnb as a guest, uh, let alone being a host. I mean, of course. Yeah. It shocks me how many people haven't used it. Uh, you and, and I hate to admit this. My own mother didn't know what it was. <laughs> this story is relevant from like 60 days ago. I made a comment about, you know, she was just conversation. How you doing, honey? Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and this business is going well and my Airbnb business is doing she goes, what's an Airbnb? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, Mom, can you get out of that rock you live under, please? Turn a TV yeah. on occasionally. <laughs> Watch some news. You know, she, she does go out of her way to stay out of the... She, she's, she finds the news to be depressing, and I don't fault her for that. So she stays away from all that, you know, that current topic stuff. And Anyway, <laughs> even my own mother doesn't know what an Airbnb is, and I'm over here running multiple <laughs> listings. <laughs> anyway, um, so I had to explain to her that people rent their houses out. <laughs> and uh, she's like, that sounds weird. <laughs> That's like, it is weird, mom. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, mother. You are acting exactly your age. I appreciate you. <laughs> but no, um, so your neighbors may be that clueless that is a that is a fact that could happen um i've got some other folks in that same neighborhood that are up in years i mean we're talking 80s even had some 90s until recently one of them moved to an old folks home finally at like 94 she finally went to a home um love her but anyway um those folks are not going to know what it is you, you may have to take the extra minute or two to just go over and say hey i just want to let you know you know you know we're, we're using the property a little differently and explain it to them so they know what's going on um now if you don't have uh, constant contact at, at one of your STRs. Maybe you've got cleaning crews in there and laundry people are in there changing linens and, and you're not there yourself all the time. It's still good to go and maybe talk to the neighbors. Because if you're in a neighborhood full of renters, long-term renters, I'm going to tell you that everything I'm telling you is just a little less important to other renters. Yeah. But if you know that you have an owner-occupied house next to your properly rental licensed home and you're changing from long-term to short-term renters, you better go say something. You better go clue them in. You are being an irresponsible owner if you don't. So with okay? me with me in the condo world, so as soon as I take over a property, I'll go to my left, I'll go to my right, and I'll go downstairs. 
So you got your left, right, and down. Um, if they're not, I'll knock on the door. I'll try to have a conversation with them. They already know uh, that the unit next to them could possibly be a rental, but some of my most recent ones that I've picked up, um, they weren't rentals prior. And so the guests uh, coming and going, you know, the owners on either side or below have not been used to having a rental right next to them, you know, just one of the lucky few. And typically they are anti rental people, and so they immediately don't like me because it's in. You know my job to rent these out, um, but I do have a funny story about a a certain guy below one of my units. He's rented one of these high-end units uh, for a couple years now, long term. He rents it from the owners long term. He's there 12 months out of the year. Um, but he thinks I, I did go up to him. I, I knew that he was a long-term person. My security guard at this building said, "Oh my gosh, that guy's been here forever, and he is the worst. He'll call me at two o'clock in the morning, uh, just exaggerating complaints." I'm really out of glad nowhere. you gave him your, your, you know, gave him your number, aren't you? Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> and so he'll send me emails after emails. But the funniest thing was when these owners just closed on the property. I had told this gentleman that it was going to become a rental but it wasn't a rental yet there were still two weeks in the back end of january where the owners were going to use it and so he sends me an email this january in 2021 uh like january 20th right mm -hmm. 25th and this is the, the owners are no in this the is the guy yeah the owners are in the building and he <laughs> oh, <I> goes <laughs> he goes he sends me an email and he says you need to tell your your uh, incompetent guests that they don't know how to park in their parking spot. Also, you need to tell them that they need to they need to go to sleep and stop stomping around at midnight because I can't sleep. And oh I told I goodness. I sent that email to my owner. I and my owner was like, "I'm gonna punch this guy in the head." <laughs> <laughs> so he goes down to the garage, takes a picture of his car. Which the parking spot for that parking spot, the left side is up against a concrete wall, yeah. so it is kind of weird. You can't open your door, but. We weren't on the white line. And oh I think goodness. I've shown you this picture. Yeah. But it wasn't on the white line. Oh. Uh, but the previous owner never used their condo ever, and it wasn't a rental, so they were never there. So he's enjoyed yeah. the luxury of never having anybody park next to him almost yeah. ever. So he's spoiled. He's spoiled. But the the best thing about it was my owner goes and prints off. He wears an Apple Watch sleeping every night, doesn't take it off. <laughs> so it knows when he falls asleep yeah. uh, because it tracks his like heartbeat and everything. And so he prints off all of his Apple sleeping <laughs> reports and is like, got them printed off, stapled together, ready to go show this guy. So let me guess, he was going to bed at like 10 p.m. Yeah, 10.30 is when they oh went to bed. So, so, okay, so the guy's being nitpicky and he lied. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> at midnight, you know, stomping around. That's funny, that's funny. So. That's a neighbor that you're probably, you know, all you can really do moving forward is, is basically damage control. Well, here recently it, it it went off again where he went off, not at an owner, but at a guest and was leaving yeah. mean notes on their vehicles and, and yelling at it in the garage. Ooh. And so he finally Ooh, sent me... I like me the an, thread we're going down here. We got to talk about that. Yeah. And he, he finally sent me an email about it and I, I had responded... I don't know if I read you this email, but I, I read it to my owner, and my owner uh, is, you know, he's he's a big wig of a big company, and he he thought that the email was appropriate. He goes, I think that's a perfect email to send, um, but I I basically told him if he can park better in that spot, uh, then maybe he should switch us spots, and then there wouldn't be a problem. 
in, in short. Did he but, take you up on that? Uh, no, he told me that it was an unprofessional response and he'll go through the association to deal with it. Okay. So the association calls me. They <laughs> think my email was appropriate and they told him if he doesn't like it, then he can move out of the building. Yeah. So that's he's just a renter. Pretty much what he yeah, your lease. Correct. He's just a renter and it's his own jacks. So, and, and, and the fact that I had proof that he'd left notes on people's vehicles and I didn't want that's to stir anything up with it, it was. But, yeah. You know. Okay, so so let's talk about that really quick. If you get a neighbor that is, um, I guess, interfering with your guests, that's bad news, right? So I've got one house in South Minneapolis that is a duplex, and the neighbor on the north side of the duplex is is really an odd individual. Um, and if he's listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but the, you're odd, okay? I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to be seeking out information on being a host anytime soon. But, bro, stop being weird. <laughs> anyway, he, 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 is, he is a strange person in that he's really uh, nosy. And, uh, gosh, this goes back to uh, one of our last episodes about cameras. The guy has been allowed by the property owner to put his own security system around the house. I had to disclose that there's cameras on the outside of the house that I don't even own because this guy's so weird about his cameras. Um, but anyway, regardless of that, he had a really tough time adjusting to the other side of his duplex home being short-term rentals instead of me placing another long-term person in there. Now, to his credit, every time I had a long-term person, they all spoke very highly of him. You know, oh, he's a great neighbor. He's very helpful. Da 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 da. Well. Now, we've taken this other side of the house and we've made it really clean. I mean, spotless. We spent, okay, I won't get into the exact, it was over $10,000 rehabbing that side when we switched it from long-term guests or long-term tenants to short-term rental. Um, We needed to get some old residue out of there is the nice way to put it. Smoking, a lot of heavy cooking. So, I mean, we're talking all the hardwood floors got polished up, oil-based kills on all the walls to wipe out the odors and start from scratch. And it was at that point that we became aware that the smoking that had been allowed on the other side by the owner of the building for 20 years was now a problem because it was coming back through. Okay, so duplexes have a lot of shared stuff. The, The firewalls that exist between them are wonderful, but there's little orifices for shared plumbing and you know things like that in the attic even um the house is built in like 1930 something so they're not built like a duplex would be today with a firewall all the way up so long story short that became an issue and then he got really upset that he was no longer allowed to smoke in his house um and he likes to use some recreational smoking in his basement as well you know because i'm sure it calms him or whatever and so that would come over, and so then you'd have guests on the one side that said, "I rented a non-smoking place, and I can smell the neighbor smoking," you know, and that's a problem. So I'd have to, I had to mediate that. And then he had an issue. Um, well, him and his wife had an issue with understanding that when there's a problem, I'm his point of contact. And there was kind of an abrasive conversation that it, I didn't, I did not intend for it to be abrasive, but I had to just tell him, "Look, you need to stop calling the owner." I'm the person the owner's going to call, and by the time you delay calling him, and then he finally gets around to calling me, the problem is, is 48 hours ago. I can't help you be more comfortable with my guests that stay here if they're acting out of sorts if you're not coming to me immediately. 
oh, I've had I've had guests or those neighbors go, mm-hmm. I, I need to speak with the owner, and <laughs> and I talk I talk to my owners about it. I'll show them like the email that I get, and they're like, please don't give my number to that person. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to help them. I don't right. even live there. Right. He goes, will you please handle it? And right. most of the time, I'm able to handle it, but. If I can't handle it, then I have to go to the HOA. But there's never been a situation where I've had a neighbor approach me where I think I'm genuinely in the wrong. Right. Every single time, it's like you have to be understanding that people are on vacation and they have three kids that are under the age of eight. Yeah. There's going to be some running around upstairs. Yeah. You know, you, I under, it's only going to be for seven nights. Right. You know, and I'll, I'll send them a reminder, hey, please be mindful you have somebody underneath of you. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're sorry. The kids mm-hmm. were running around. But it's not like... I can stop it permanently. It's right. like in seven days it will end. Well, and and again, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but if you are living or renting in a condominium or apartment style building, and you don't like the sound of footsteps above you, you need to pay the premium to be on the top floor. Yeah. Okay. Flat out, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get all the way up to the penthouse if that's what's up. If you don't want to hear footsteps, you need to elevate yourself, or you need to go rent a one bedroom house. There's a ton of little baby ramblers hanging out in Daytona Beach. I've been there with you multiple yep. times. Yep. There's a lot of little one-story houses, and no one can live up there. And if you ever hear footsteps, call an exterminator, okay? But you're not <laughs> going to have any children running around upstairs, okay? It's it's kind of ridiculous. But, guys, listen, it's really important that you have a good relationship with your neighbors to summarize what we're saying here. And one final thing I'm going to point out, there is a lot of cities using their council uh, members to enact ordinances that require a short-term rental license in addition to your long-term rental license okay so it's like essentially a permit uh that's an addendum or a ride or whatever term you want to use in addition to your long-term rental license and the short-term rental licenses generally require proof of notification to your neighbors that you have a short-term rental versus a long-term and um, you, you need to follow all those processes. You need to go through those things. So um, use that as a springboard. Don't don't resist it. Don't ignore it. Don't don't try and fight it. Just do what they ask, so you can be in this business and continue making you know making your money with it. Um, and just just take it as an opportunity to get that conversation started with the neighbors. Get them on your side and be patient. And like I said. Be ready to explain what Airbnb is if you meet some some folks who are just a little less edgy than you. And not yeah, as yeah just just let the neighbors know that you're going to be there for them. Uh, make sure that they know that you care about their property and your own property. And, and make that, sure they know to call you and not the cops. Yeah, correct. For the little dumb stuff. And I don't always know about, call you first. Yep. And I don't know about uh, other cities, but in Minneapolis, there's a system called three one one, where you can literally pick up the phone if you're in those area codes and dial three one one, and you will be put in touch with. Um, people at the city uh, that is a non-emergency line basically if you get multiple 311 calls um, your your long-term rental license that the main license over the building will be in jeopardy there is a number I don't recall what it is but when I, they will quantify it you've had a lot of 311 calls at this property and it could be for anything it could be the garbage is overflowing that that will cause the neighbors to call 311 it could be uh, nobody's following the correct parking procedures or they're the part of their car is sticking out in the alley or whatever the case. You know what I mean? You get too many three one one calls, you you could be in jeopardy of losing your rental license, um, and it will it will cause an untimely inspection <laughs> of your rental license, whether you're up for it or not. They will come and inspect you. Uh, that's just what it does. It moves you up the list. All right. So what you're saying is you got one more hat to wear. Yeah, 
Yeah. Take care of your neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So that's it for the the neighbors episode. Um, So do everything you can do to be a good neighbor and just, you know, be as polite as you can and, and follow all the tips we just outlined here. And in the meantime, go get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.